Had you actually read the email, you would know that the podcast you are about to listen to could contain explicit language and offensive content. These HR experts' views are not representative of their past, present, or future employers. If you've ever heard, my manager is unfair to me, I need you to reset my HR portal password, or can I write up my employee for crying too much? Welcome to our little safe zone. Welcome to Jaded HR. Welcome to <laughs> Welcome to Jaded HR, the podcast by three HR professionals who want to help you get through the workday by saying all the things you're thinking, but say them out loud. I'm Warren. This is Feathers. And Jan Janerson. Alrighty, as you hear, we have Jan Janerson from Not Sherm Approved back with us. Very popular guest. The last time she's on, she was our first ever guest. Got some great feedback and high ratings on that episode, so Thank you for coming back and joining with us again. Absolutely. Thank you for having me back. Totally uh, fun time. <laughs> it is. It is. And even though it's only been a few months, it seems like so much has gone on in the world since then. It, it's it's like a never-ending nightmare with HR, <laughs> I, I guess you'd say right now. But, you know, as we're recording it, the, uh, the 2021 Sherm Conference uh, just broke up uh, on... Friday, Saturday, I don't even know what day it was that they ended their, their stuff, but... I think it was Sunday. Sunday? Yep. Okay, okay. So uh, they, they just wrapped everything up, and uh, while none of the three of us were physically there, let's talk about it, get our, our thoughts and feelings about the conference, and what do y'all think? Was it responsible to have the Sherm Conference this time of year with, or this time period, with the new Delta and Lambda variants going crazy? What, what do you think? Bueller? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just Maybe. laughing at the Delta and Lambda variants, and my, immediately my mind went to uh, like horrible fraternity puns from like the 80s. I'm thinking of I would say the exact same thing. I'm thinking, <laughs> where is John Belushi and where is that bottle of Jack? Okay. Just my brain automatically went there. Maybe because we were both back at our alma mater over the weekend, so that's where my brain is. But, um, <laughs> yes. So there you go. Um, yes. I don't know about it responsible. I mean, I think that they attempted to be as inclusive as they could by having the virtual option. I think they are dollar sign HRM as usual and overcharged way too much for that virtual option. I think they would have found a lot more people participating. So I guess in that particular sense, I think that they missed the mark on responsibility by not encouraging more people to go the way of the virtual. But in my opinion, (laughs) (laughs) trying to avoid cease and desist letters, in my opinion, (laughs) I think that the, the, the board members and certainly its current president lean more towards the, let's say the, the redder side of the political scale And I'm pretty sure the majority of that scale is where the anti-maskers and the anti-vax and all those 
believers with their firmly held beliefs stand. So I, I think that they could have been more responsible, certainly encouraged more people to stay safer. But, you know, the almighty dollar is, is what they're always after. Absolutely. You, you hit one of the buttons. We talked a little bit about offline, just the cost to attend in person or virtually. I'm not going to go to my president and ask for 1200 for online or 1800 for in person without including hotel and airfare and all that other stuff. That is just such a huge investment. That that's more money than I I would really want to put into my uh, to go to. I have other things that I want to spend my money on, and than just a thing. So just just a conference, excuse me. I there's there's tools and resources I need that I'm. If I ask for two thousand or more dollars for this, then yeah, if I, if I can't go justify. Oh, I want to go to a conference that's two thousand dollars, even if it were in my backyard and I didn't have to travel. Still, the just the the ticket price eighteen hundred dollars or so for in person, twelve hundred for online. Wow. Wow, that's a that's a little bit that that's more than I'm willing to ask for. Jan, Jan have you attended one of these conferences in the past? I have attended seven of these. Seven <laughs> oh wow! Yeah, I've I've gone to quite a few. I think New Orleans was my favorite, but as an attendee recently told me from Sherm Twenty One, folks were there for Vegas, not for Sherm. And I think the same could be said for certain locations that they have it in. And I would say New Orleans is one of them. So I, I think that the money is really up there. But I think it's a very individual choice depending on how you guide your HR career, right? It depends on the access that you have to funds. It has to do with how many folks you have in your team, you know, what the revenue for your company is, what the what the litmus is in in your company for personal development. I you can earn all of your research if you know you have your certification, you can earn all of your recertification credits just going to this conference. And there is a sense of camaraderie that happens. There is an energy to it the same way that there would be an energy to any large scale event where lots of human beings are there trying to have fun, getting drunk, <laughs> having a good time. What I don't understand is why it is so expensive when they have so many presenters and uh, I shouldn't say presenters, expo, the um, vendors and the, yeah, the expo, they pay so much money to attend this thing, you can't tell me that they can't offset some of these ticket prices. And some of the speakers that they spend money on are, yeah, not not worth the cost of admission. Of, of yeah. yeah. You're not the only one who's tongue-tied, Warren. Yeah, no, I... I, I... I don't know what's going on today. It's it's been a it's been a long day and a long week and a long month and a long year. So it's 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 piling up. So yeah, the, the ticket price. Now I I will say I was impressed by some of the the speakers and the guy from. I'm horrible with people's names, but the guy from Shark Tank. 
was there. The guy from Good Life was there. Those are the type of speakers I might want to listen to, but I don't want to hear the motivational, try your hardest, do your best, give, never give up. I don't want to hear those motivational speakers. I'd like to hear from people who've been there, done that, and come from nothing to make something and how they did it. Not just, I didn't give up, I didn't give in uh, type of thing. So it's... It, it, I mean, I, if you want to pay me that kind of money, Warren, I'll send you a motivational text every morning. <laughs> <laughs> Get your dumb ass out of bed now. <laughs> yes, and more colorful than that. <laughs> yeah. Mad action, and you can, uh, you can double your motivation, Warren. Right. <laughs> Put the Twinkie yeah. down. <laughs> I don't like uh, th that type of, you know, I've, I've ranted enough about between solicitors and motivational speakers that are keynote speakers that I just don't want to speak, uh, speak of. But there were some that did draw my attention, but still, I'm not going to say, ooh, I need to see X amount of money to uh, speak uh, Michael Phelps, you know, he's cool, but I'm not going to pay to extra to see him or anything like that. So, Well, I share with you guys we ran a contest today uh on not yes. approved for the best not sherm approved moments from the past week yes and here we go absolute favorite was a story where a woman said while i was waiting for the shuttle to pick us up for the last general session the woman next to me said Wow, I hope we're not late. I've been looking forward to hearing another rich white guy tell us how we should be optimistic. <laughs> I cackled so... When I tell you I cackled so loud, my entire team came running in because they thought I was in pain. It was, <laughs> it, it was the best moment of the day, for sure. So... Now, today you ran that, that contest, and today is September 13th. Uh, so the winners are going to be announced you know, well before this uh, airs. This is probably going to air on uh, be published on September 30th. Mm -hmm. uh, we're, we're actually a little bit ahead on our schedule and recording schedule right now for once. But tell, tell us about some of your favorite posts in there, some of the ones that really caught your eye. I, you know, I, I was reading them throughout the day every once in a while, so... What, what, tell me what, what, if there are, have there been winners yet? Uh, so, yes. Yeah. So we've had, so we've had a couple of winners. The first, so what we, what we did, let me back up a little bit. So my friend who went to Sherm 21 and I had this brilliant, what we thought was brilliant, deviant strategy. I sent her a not Sherm approved tote and I've been dying to give away some swag. <laughs> so we created the not Sherm approved tote hunt. And so right. she wore the tote with the logo out everywhere she went. And she went to the expo. She went to all the general sessions. She took it to the bars, everything. And we had a couple of hashtags, including Sherm 21, because we thought, oh, yeah, this is going to be awesome. People are going to see it. I'm probably going to get arrested. I can't wait. <laughs> I was super excited. <laughs> not one person found the damn tote. So it told me two things. One, I suck at contests. And two, I need to make totes with much bigger logos. 
<laughs> so, uh, so that didn't, that didn't work. I still want to give these things away. So we did a secondary contest where we said, Hey, give us your best, not Sherm approved moments. And so what we did instead of me picking them is I let the community pick them. And so we have some voting that's going on and, but some of, and I, I must've gotten to maybe 300 now. Wow. To uh. little, little close to 300 story submissions, but yeah, I didn't work today. I just kind of did this all day. Uh, <laughs> some of my favorites are the ones that I posted, but we had one where she was the the woman was actually in the airport. She had landed in Washington D.C. and someone wearing a Sherm Twenty One T-shirt was screaming at the people getting off the escalator in front of her because they moved too slowly. <laughs> so that's mm-hmm. fucking on brand. <laughs> someone. Someone said tweeting to Johnny asking him to resign because Trump oh, needs that one. to fail the 2024 election based on lies and corruption, and Johnny would be his next advisor. In his opinion, in his opinion, in his opinion, Johnny, don't don't uh, don't sue me. And then <laughs> there was another one, wasn't really related to Sherm 21, but it was somebody who works for the healthcare system and was currently reviewing religious exemption requests because they, you know, fall under the vaccine mandate that President Biden announced. There was an eight-page submission for the religious exemption, and the employee founded their own sincerely held religious belief on the (laughs) they themselves are the creator of the universe and God Almighty, and they have the divine right to choose not to drink what they call the devil's juice, which they believe was created with aborted alien fetuses from Area 51. Area 51, yes. That one, I I laughed out loud today when I read that one. Uh, Yes. It's a special, special rabbit hole to be diving down to get that. But the woman asked me, she said, do you, in your opinion, would you approve or disapprove this? And I said, in my opinion, I would never walk away from the table. I would start coming up with more and more and more creative alternatives, right? Because under the accommodate, under accommodations, traditional accommodation methodologies, you don't have to approve what's asked for. Your goal is to not walk away from the table. So if they're going to get crazy, you double down and get crazier. <laughs> First one to walk away from the table loses. Now, th- we did discuss last week with John Hyman religious accommodations, and there's a lot going on in that realm as well. Mm. It, it's It's just crazy in American Airlines and some other airline, what they're doing to accommodate religious accommodations for not having vaccine is send you home without pay for uh, until you're vaccinated. Uh, apparently, I don't have all the, the notes in front of me, but they're taking the hard line stance on it. And halfway, I want to applaud them for for that. But wow, it's uh, it, it is really getting crazy. But I, I, you know, when I read that one about the aborted alien uh, fetuses, 
that's a, a, a response I can see myself giving if I were so inclined as not wanting to get a, a, a vaccination. Being as laying it on as thick and whatever as I can to say, F you, I'm not going to do what you told me. <laughs> so it, I just I just loved that one particularly. So I hope hope that person gets a not Sherm approved tote bag from from you. That's a. That, that was a that was the only one that I actually laughed out loud at. So I, I was going through it, but that was that was great. So I, I was glad. So nobody found your short arm uh, tote bag as I was watching that yep. and seeing who's gonna who's gonna pick up on this, who's gonna win. So I mean, I I think in general, I I don't know what exactly they did for the COVID protocols. It sounds like. The person you spoke to said they didn't do squat, but the person that I know that went down there, she, you know, she told me, she goes, it was hard to even just find the person that I went down there with. So she went down with uh, her boss and it was hard for the two of them to even stay together and find each other. So I, I, all I can think of is that it was, you know, the logo was just too small because I, I, Absolutely had people looking, people asking for hints. What is, <laughs> like I was posting pictures of it. Like, y'all, this is what you're looking for. It's literally a completely different shape and color than all the other obnoxiously large Sherm bags you got there when you arrived. It's totally different. But yep, not one person, not one person. So I'm I'm not I'm not nearly as popular. The the follower <laughs> account that I have is is really just a bunch of shell accounts. Uh, <laughs> friends that I pay to you go on Fiverr and we'll hey, Fiverr, we'll get you five thousand followers and right. for five dollars. Yeah. Yeah, no. No, that's not what you're doing. I'm I'm absolutely sure. Now <laughs> here here's the question. We talked about the COVID protocols there, but do you think that not only Sherm, but anybody who has a convention or a conference of that size, are they actually just creating a new super spreader event? What I mean, and I've, I've got to be honest, if you, if you saw our Instagram page, all those 700 people that follow us or however many, Feathers and I, we were out in public and went to a football game with about approximately 40,000 people. I don't think there are 40,000 people there. but <laughs> There was not 40,000. There was not 40,000, but that's, that's what the official attendance was. But unless they were all waiting in line for water because Which there was no. could have been actual, yes. <laughs> Anyhow, ECU, you need to do something. Yeah, the, the, the lines for water were horrible, but uh, or any drinks were horrible. But going back to my point, is that uh, creating a super spreader event? Because unlike a football stadium, you're indoors and you're probably in closer contact with the general public than we are. We were at the football game. We were in close contact with our our friends and the people we sat immediately around, but not with, quote unquote, the general public for that long a period of time. I think that any event where you have enough people where 20% of infected individuals can be responsible for 80% of the transmission that happens amongst that same group, you got a super spreader event, right? By definition. So I think that things like vaccines, masks, social distancing, 
washing your hands, you know, all, all of those things, right? Doing things that responsible adults do. Right. It, <laughs> it, lowers, it lowers your risk. But I think something that everybody really needs to come to grips with is that this is never going away. COVID-19 is now something we will have to fight all the time, every year, just not at the unprecedented levels that we needed to in 2020 when we didn't have the vaccine or these multi-layers of protection and understanding and education. And hopefully not as bad as 2021 when everyone understandably was exhausted and let their guard down. And, you know, we, we, the, the numbers rose back up, but I think what makes what has stood out to me the most in this pandemic is how we are just so self-centered as a society these days, at least at, at the very least, the United States is unbelievably, overwhelmingly, almost disgustingly self-centered. And we have to care about each other if we have a hope of quelling. <laughs> well, we're, we're all, we're all screwed. <laughs> yeah. It's so crazy. And I just think that the, the, the irresponsibility, you know, even if I weren't in favor of it, I'd wear masks just to play along to get along. You know, what does it hurt me to wear a mask? It doesn't wear a mask. So I'm going to do that. Even I'm fully vaccinated. Even when I go to the grocery store now, because the numbers are getting higher, I'm wearing a mask. I'm trying to, you know, be as responsible as I can for the most part. But uh, uh, you, you did mention something a little bit earlier that, you know, not on the show notes I sent y'all, but the new mandates that the federal employees must be vaccinated, federal contractors must be vaccinated, and employers with 100 or more employees um, must require vaccinations. So the first two, he absolutely has the right and ability to declare those. The third one, that's where the, you know, and there's already a number of lawsuits filed about it. What what are your thoughts, both of you, shoot, your thoughts on the new mandates of, let's just focus in on the employers with 100 or more employees? I think it makes sense if you're going to start to go into the private companies with you know, guidance and advice to start with those that are subject to the types of filings that most federal contractors or federal employers would, things like EEO1s and the VETS 100 and AAPs and all of those kinds of things. You start with the much bigger corporations, and what you hope is that that guidance trickles down to the smaller ones. But in general, just watching the speech and watching the just Uncle Joe and Auntie Kamala energy of we are pulling this goddamn country over. We are getting switches. You kids are calming down. You're getting your seatbelts back on. Uh, you know, I, I have to tell you, I kind of appreciate 
someone's taking a harder line stance and knowing, knowing that what will end up happening in reality is that some semblance of that idea will happen. Like you said, there's a bunch of lawsuits out there already. And if you start with the hard line, you know you end up, right? You write the policy conservatively and you end up applying it very liberally. And I think the same thing is going to end up shaking out with this mandate for private employers. I like the idea. I I would love to mandate this. However, I'm not a mandate type person. I do think people should do things because they're responsible adults and members of their communities, but we're seeing that they're not. So I'm really torn because I, I really want people to do the right thing because of their own selflessness versus being forced, you're going to lose your job if you don't do this. And then, which which takes me sort of into, I don't think we're going to get to all the subjects I sent out today, the fake vaccination cards. Now, we, we spoke with John Hyman, covered this a little while ago, but in New Jersey, I forget what town it is, University Hospital. It was in Newark. Newark? Yep. Uh, University Hospital had fired uh, several employees. They didn't give it a specific number for providing the, uh, fake vaccination cards. They had 3,700 employees and they mandated vaccination, which I am 100% for in a healthcare setting. Uh, I don't care if you're the janitor or the head of surgery. It doesn't matter. You, If you're in that hospital, I believe you should be vaccinated. But people actually came in with forged cards and they ended up getting fired. I would like to know more about what type of positions and maybe there's been more since this was published on the second, uh, more information that I haven't seen. But wow, fake cards. And not only that, some of these fake cards came from quote unquote, the Instagram account anti-vaxmama who <laughs> was apparently this person is a stripper and their uh, their partner was getting people registered into the had access to register people in the state vaccination system so they they were getting a little bit for their money but oh my gosh i mean wow the length people are going through uh, well, well, let's just be, let's be honest with them. Let's back up for a second. There's been fake shit all over the world. For me, and this, I mean, think about fake IDs in college. So I'm not shocked by any stretch of the means that somebody's going to go out there and do a fake vaccination card. Exactly. Um, because if you are going to threaten my job, I don't want it. But I have access to a card that looks almost exactly like the CDC's thing, and I can put the Moderna or whatever on there. Why not? Well, I mean, the lady who was. Uh, uh, going to Hawaii and got caught with a fake card with a Maderna vaccination that she had. <laughs> Did you see that? <laughs> it's like back in high school when I put my fake Gucci outside of um, New York, in New York City. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I think it was like a Lucci or something like that. <laughs> yeah, you completely hit it on the head. I, I had an employee once who was a driver. And so one of the requirements was keeping an active license. And then if your license got suspended or anything like that, we didn't terminate you. There was, you know, there was a process for that, but we just happened to be signing up with a new payroll company. And so I needed to recollect all the I-9 documentation. And this guy gave me a license where he had wrote on the license in pen. Yes. 
the extension. Uh, the yes. uh, <laughs> I swear to God, <laughs> when I confronted him with it, I said, hey, uh, is your license expired? And he said, no, no. Do you not have a copy? I said, oh, I guess I don't. Can you send it to me? He sent me uh, a copy four hours later with the license creation date as the same day. And I said, uh -huh. oh, did you just go get your license renewed four hours ago when I've been waiting for this? He said, uh, yeah. I said, okay, <laughs> do you think you still have a job right now? <laughs> uh, I guess not, right? <laughs> so it's like Father said, if you're going to, if this is something that I need to do to keep my job, then they're going to go to more lengths most of the time to try to protect that job. If they would just turn half that energy into actually doing what they need to, they'd be unstoppable. Exactly. That's for, that's for the problem of human existence forever. <laughs> If they only use that, you know, if you remember Get Smart, I don't know how many of y'all are that old, remember? If he'd only used his brilliance for good and not evil, Maxwell Smart, but anyway, I, I butchered just, that uh, one. You just damaged yourself, I, I'm a I watched it in reruns, though. I watched it in reruns. I wasn't, I'm not old enough to have watched it uh, uh, first run. But it, man. Nick at night, baby. Nick at night. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, where. Are we going next with this COVID? Or do I don't really see that this is going to pass and for one for all employers. But where where do we see this going next? I I do hope you're right that some people are going to say, okay, I'll just get it. You know, stop pestering me, I'll get it, and and things along those lines. But I really think we ought to take a hard look at both religious and medical exemptions because you can't have. You know, I saw an article somewhere. You can't put, you know, Susie, who won't get a vaccination, her desk out in the parking lot. So she isn't in close contact with anybody else in the office and, and things like that. You, you, maybe you can do that. I don't know. That'd be fun. Uh, your parking space is now your office space as well. But where do we see? I mean, I'm very pessimistic. I don't think people are doing what they're supposed to be doing. I think people are acting very selfishly and irresponsibly, but what's next for HR? Because now we're going to have to, and then when do you take action? You know, the, Kate Bischoff put out there today, you have three choices, act now, wait for the lawsuits and waste time and energy, or don't do anything and potentially face the fines. It, it are your choices really as of today? What do you think employers ought to be jumping on? Okay, we're going to mandate this, and you can blame the Biden administration if you don't like it. And uh, but we're, or as an employer, we're we're the good guys. We're being forced to do this. What What do y'all think about that? Oh, sorry, I wanted to let feathers go first because I feel like <laughs> over y'all's podcast. <laughs> um, and, I, and I'm not sure where my commentary is, so you could please. I I think Kate is. 100% spot on. You you have to make a choice. And as HR people, our charge is to do the best that we can to advise the employer as to what the compliance says 
what the culture dictates and what we think the employees are going to be okay with. Case in point, I literally had a 20-minute call today with an employee who said that our travel policy, which is based off of and incorporates the Biden mandate into it, our travel policy does not dictate personal travel. And I said, <laughs> I'm sorry, you, I'm sorry, you want me to police your personal travel now? And <laughs> his answer was logical. It was, well, if you're, if you're telling me what to do for business travel, and if you're thinking about it from a virology standpoint, if you're thinking about the science of it, right? Viruses aren't going to suddenly not spread because I'm on personal travel and not business travel. And I said, yes, but this is not a union shop and you are not a collective bargaining agreement employee. And for every one of you, I have 70 employees who are going to turn around and go, what the hell are you talking about? I can't go to my mom's house. What the hell are you talking about? I can't go to Disneyland. I don't have, I don't want the level of authority that tells me how or that gives me the ability to dictate somebody's autonomy. But what it showed me is that people just need guidance. They're scared. They're tired. We all are. And so I think if you take anything with a hard line, with absolutely no empathy and, well, the law says this. Well, that's really fucking nice. The law says 1,800 different things. And by the way, it's different in California and it'll change tomorrow. <laughs> yes. You do the best that you can with what you have, but you have to remember that all the fear that you're feeling so are all of your employees, but times 10 because they aren't as informed as you are. And in a lot of cases, do not feel empowered to do anything but defend themselves and to fight back. So I, I think, again, we, we do our best to follow the mandate and we apply it to our individual workplaces and try to find a way to be transparent and empathetic in its delivery. This is jaded HR. That wasn't too jaded. <laughs> but, uh, but no, I, I, I agree with, uh, with a lot of what you said. We can't, I don't want to get in the business of, okay, everybody check in with HR on Friday. Let us know where you're going this weekend. Oh, you, you're going to a football game with 50,000 other people. Nope. You can't do that. Or you're going to lose your job. You know, where, where, you know, well, I guess it's time for a new career for me. <laughs> you know, where, you can't do that. You can't impose on people's individual rights. Now, I, I now on the same token, you know, if you want to go to, uh, just because I work with our travel right near our, one of our travel coordinators, I know. Hey, Jamaica just got added to the list by the uh, uh, State Department of please do not go there because it's so high uh, the risk. So. My employee says, oh, yeah, I got a great deal on this vacation in Jamaica. We're going to vac Jamaica this weekend. Okay. Did you really do your research and homework? Why is, you know, why is it only $200 for a full, all-inclusive week? Because 
they're they're <laughs> going through some <laughs> that might uh there, there might be things but i don't want to be big brother to these employees i don't want to be uh you know dictating to them but on the same thing you go to jamaica you come back are you now going to be super spreader it's just i don't know no, there's we're not already, a good we're already too much we're already too much a big brother and if you put that on hr then those that are still remaining will be ruined and people already don't like hr and this isn't going to help mm-hmm. anything oh, uh, no, at all it's fucking atrocious for hr professionals yeah we're going to go from the police to you know i don't I'm know I'm not the co-ops. <laughs> I've actually said that to people before. I'm not the co-ops. Like I'm not. Like I like. Jeez. People are just. If it weren't for people, we wouldn't have jobs. Wow, that's true. But the people. But as, Jan said, as Jan said earlier, we are a very selfish, selfish, selfish society. So that's not going to change anytime soon. So oh, that just keeps God. adding on to our. Uh, our job security and the great migration of uh, the workforce right now. It's only, only helping us as well. Cause you know, you got to do orientations every week. Yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then, <laughs> I get, Oh my God. I, I, I can't. Anyway, we're, we're tired. We're tired. <laughs> Just fucking tired. <laughs> you know what? Biden needs to mandate a extra two weeks of vacation for all HR pros who've dealt with, this shit or an extra day per month that you've been in HR for uh, uh, during this COVID time, because it's just, it's crazy. It's everything's changing. Like we've said any number of times and it's going to change again and again and again and again. And you, you have to keep up with all the different little States and all their little fun things. Uh, you don't have to worry too much about Texas and Florida. They're not doing jack shit uh, <laughs> with it. <laughs> Those employees, but every a lot of the other states, you know, have these. Even in the uh, the beginning, the first year, uh, a state we do business in by state law, if you traveled from outside the state into the state, even for business purposes, you're supposed to quarantine for 14 days. And we're like that's just doesn't make any sense. We're supposed to say pay someone to stay in a hotel for 14 days so they can't do what we were going to send them to that location for anyway. I mean, really, it's just, it's been, it's been a nightmare in, in dealing with this stuff. Oh, it, it's going to be fun. And one day we're going to look at back at this and we're going to laugh and smile and say, we did it, but not, not, not anytime soon. So we're all in the group therapy home together. <laughs> Yeah, there's going to be a, a, a special insane asylum for HR pros. <laughs> nice. I don't know, they don't have insane asylums anymore. No. Oh, no, we'll, we'll bring it back. <laughs> Just for HR. Yeah, uh, we'll, we'll bring it back. The only, the only medication they have is alcohol, mass quantities of, of alcohol. So, See, What you guys are describing is the, the We Not Sherm conference that not sure approved is when I pick up a wildly rich sugar daddy sponsor <laughs> uh, is, going to, uh, is going to go ahead and fund the We Not Sherm conference, which is going to include things like the break shit room where you just get to break <laughs> shit. Uh, our expo will be nothing, nothing but food and alcoholic beverage vendors. I don't want to see an HR tech fucking company at all. 
we're going to have sessions, of course, general sessions, but uh, we're going to have uh, people like Kate Bischoff talk for us and Robin Schul, and we're basically going to get up there and it's going to be like stand-up comedy hour. It's going to be fantastic. So yeah, I mean, it's, it's going to be group therapy in general. So if you guys know any sponsors, probably not Chipotle. Uh, <laughs> if you know yeah. any sponsors, let me know because I want to get this thing off the ground. Yeah, no, that that would be that you know, that would a little side shoot and you know, you have to have it in okay, thinking of Vegas, you know when Chevy in Vegas vacation Chevy Chase goes to like the one where you do rock, paper, scissors, you know, you need to have it they have it in whatever fancy dancy casino and, and conference center and you have it in the little I don't know second tier or third tier yeah. casino there where they're doing the rock, paper, scissors. <laughs> defunct casino yeah because i'm yeah. i mean would you insure us absolutely not so yeah I mean, <laughs> we need to have it in a place that has let's just say loose needs for certificates of insurance you know no. <laughs> i mean we can fake that that's fine yeah we can <laughs> we'll, we'll fake our covid cards we'll fake our covid cards anyway so there fine. you go there you go we got to make this happen. Just fake the paperwork. It's okay. Uh, before we get going today, I did want to bring up one more thing. In our, our first conversation, I'd asked you if you'd ever heard from Sherm and the Mothership. And oh, yeah. at that time, you had said no. But however, things have changed to a certain degree. Tell us a little bit about what's going on uh, <laughs> with that. Okay. So not too long ago, I want to say a couple months back, maybe... I posted a meme and and then I just happened to be on Instagram because somebody asked me recently, do you have your notifications on? And I'm like, fuck no, I actually do have to work for a living. So I could not handle with my OCD, there was no way I could handle like notifications every five seconds. When when we had them, like I was a slave to the Blackberry blue light. Okay. So <laughs> I just happened to be on and I see Johnny C. Taylor Jr. liked this post. And I'm like, <laughs> no fucking way. No fucking <laughs> way, really? So I looked and I screenshotted it. And then I created another meme and I posted it. And the caption was, I don't mean to brag, but the guy who's charging several hundred dollars to come see him speak at his, seven, at his several thousand dollar conference just randomly liked a meme. <laughs> and whoever the social media manager is must have realized, oh, fuck, I was on the wrong account when I liked this meme, immediately took it back. So I... Didn't Sherm do that earlier? Someone made a, thought they were on their personal account, made a post. Didn't that happen? Or maybe I'm thinking it wasn't Sherm. I, I don't know. Uh, but they made a personal account. Think, or or uh, thinking they were on their post, uh, personal account and used the corporate account. I, I'm sure. I, I know it's happened in many, many corporations, right? Because your social media... Johnny C. Taylor does not manage his own social media. Johnny C. Taylor doesn't know anything about his own social media. He has probably <laughs> several significantly, in my opinion significantly underpaid interns probably running, but I'm secretly hoping that they follow me and they're part of the resistance 
Let me tell you, I want to get in on that so bad. I want to cause good trouble for good reasons. And yeah, so that's, that's the story. It wasn't Johnny C. Taylor Jr., in my opinion. It was his social media manager. I am sure, I'm sure of it. But anyway, <laughs> if you're All listening... Right. DM me, girl, because we got something. <laughs> no, that, that, that's great. I'm, I'm, at least you got some sort of a recognition, even if it got taken away like moments later. So, yeah, I'll, 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 I'll pop up on their radar, and I will absolutely post that cease and desist letter with pride. <laughs> yeah oh boy yeah that's that's something we'll probably all of us will probably get in this on this call right now at some point or another well we didn't get even to some of the crazy stories i'd found online but we'll have to we'll have to do uh have you come back yet again uh and and honestly that this the, some of the crazy, I was going through again, some of the stories that I found online and yeah, some, most of them were made up and BS, but some were more kind of good, but we'll, we'll find that uh, we can come up. I'm sure each of us have our own personal crazy stories to uh, top that. So anyway, thanks again for joining us. I, I can't wait to have you come back again. Like I said, I want to do this, you know, once, uh, once a quarter or so, maybe every other month, I don't know, whatever your, your, uh, availability is see what we can continue to make happen just keep on as it's 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 always a lot of fun sounds fantastic thank you so much that is all i have for today i just want to thank oh, you you don't want to do a best you don't do a best practice oh, real quickly yeah yeah i didn't even write down best practice on my notes well yes best practice fire at me oh very very simple make sure you just fake every document <laughs> fake it all <laughs> If you have an EEO one following, just fake it. It's fine. It'll be all right. Yeah. <laughs> fake it. Just, right. just write it. My, my, do a couple of uh, backwards like R's and misspell a couple of things like vaccine, yeah. and you'll be absolutely you're you're golden. You're in. We're good. Good to go. V A X X I N Y Q Q. They'll throw Q in there. Is there a niner in there somewhere? Yeah. Exactly. Uh, as always, our intro and outro music is Devil with the Devil by the Underscore Orchestra. And a huge thank you to the great voice artist Andrew Copa for our disclaimer. Please join us again. And we have been getting some reviews online. Chris called out our common friend who gave us a verbal review. We told him if he didn't document it, it didn't happen. So we got him to put it in writing. Uh, but we do need your reviews. So give us your reviews on your favorite podcast player, and we will we will get those out there. If you want to connect with us, find us on social media. All of our social media links are in the show notes. But as always, I'm Warren. This is Feathers. And Jan Jan. And we're here helping you survive HR one what-the-fuck moment at a time. <laughs>